coming up. What a delightful day for a run by fruiting. Dears, and welcome to Minute 82 of the Mrs. Doubtfire Minute, a show where we dissect, discuss, and deconstruct Mrs. Doubtfire for you lovely puppets at home. My name is Lester Ryan Clark. And I'm Keenan Diaz. And we'll be your hip old grannies who can hip-hop, bebop, and dance till you drop. All right, so our minute begins at the pool with Stu's friend saying, No kidding, you? The guy who's never having kids? Stew sounds more like a thick soup than a name. And it ends with Mrs. Doubtfire saying, I'll get them, sir, don't worry. <laughs> Indeed. But let's get back to the top of this minute. Now, what I first want to talk about... Okay, 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 okay. We gotta stop. People are gonna think we're uh, actually doing a Mrs. Doubtfire Minute. But welcome, folks, to our April Fool's episode of The Exorcist Minute. We wanted to do this for a couple of reasons. Number one, in the book, the story actually begins on April 1st. This is actually one reason Chris thinks Reagan is playing tricks with the noises in the attic and the shaking bed and the disappearing items and all that, right? It's one more monkey wrench. It's one more reason to doubt. And number two, we've mentioned it before. There are so many parodies, so many jokes, so many sketches and skits, which I always accidentally just call sketches. Mm, um, me too. Mm, yep. <laughs> about this movie. And for good reason, I think. Uh, the scariest movie of all time is bound to be met with uh, a counterbalancing force of levity and humor. Again, like Kinderman says, now and then a laugh just to keep from crying, right? Mm -hmm. So today we have compiled a bunch of sketches uh, and, and parody episodes of shows that we love. And I'm just going to put links to all of them in the show notes and I'll also post it in the listener group. Um, and we're both going to just talk about a couple of our favorites. And then after that, it's the main event, folks. We are going to talk about Repossessed with Linda Blair. I like not we're not going to talk about it with Linda Blair. I mean, I mean, she's in it. I don't, I don't mean guys, we don't have Linda Blair on the show. Oh my God. I've oh. raised the bar to an impossible standard and now I've let everybody down. I'm so sorry. They can get her on the mass singer, but not on the exorcist minute. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, I think we're just going to jump in here. Um, so Keenan, uh, of the list that we have compiled, what, is, what's your favorite? Right. So it's actually the, the reason I had this idea that I pitched to Lester way back when was when we were doing the minutes about, um, Reagan peeing on the carpet. I I kept thinking about the opening of Scary Movie 2 and their parody of it. And I kept thinking, oh, should we talk about this here? You know, we always have so much to talk about. And like, I don't know, they didn't feel right, you know, mm. uh, comparing it in the moment to what Alan Person is doing. But, <laughs> but it was top of my mind. So Scary Movie, I don't know how familiar you are with the Scary Movie movies. Um, I, I think I saw the first one long, okay. long ago. I don't remember much. And then after that, I haven't seen any others. But I did right. watch this uh, section where they where they parody The Exorcist. Oh, very cool. It's interesting. So how how well done this parody is, right? I mean, yes. without you having having seen it, um, it it copies the look and feel of uh, basically they do the entire movie in microcosm. Yeah. <laughs> right. So our, our, our link that we have here is the first seven and a half minutes of scary movie. And it starts with the scary, scary movie house. too, right? Scary movie two. Thank you so much. Yep. It's a spooky house and doesn't look anything like the, um, the McNeil house, but the first shot we have inside the house is unmistakably the shot of, um, of Chris at the piano with the father Dyer character and a yes. row of people. And they even have someone, even though he's not named here, he's not a national 
astronaut, someone in the astronaut spot off to the side, um, away from the people who are around the piano. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I, I, I do like the scary movie movie, some of them. Uh, so I like the f- first scary movie. I only like this scene in scary movie two, this sequence. Um, I really don't like scary movie two. Um, but the first one is, is a lot of fun. Keenan Ivory Waynes has directed both of those. And then in three and four, they're taken over by David Zucker, who's one of the major spoof directors. Um, he he uh, directed uh, Airplane, for instance. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, with the, it was called the Zaz Group. So it is uh, Zucker, Abrams, Zucker, two Zucker brothers, and Jim Abrams. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they're they're major people, and I don't know about you. Spoof movies are a huge part of my life. I love them, and I tend to give them a pass more than anything else. Um, like I know even when I'm watching something that's not necessarily good, I'm like, oh, I just I just. I have a soft spot for these spoof movies. And yeah. like, um, um, a really, really important movie to my family is uh, Not Another Teen Movie. <laughs> it's oh. a spoof of like uh, sex comedies and like um, uh, John Hughes movies and that kind of thing. That's where Chris yes. Evans comes from. So we quote that to each other all the time. Mm. Um, yeah, but what do you think about this scary movie opening here? Uh, scary movie two, I should say. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. Um, I And I also love how they, they got, um, what is it? James Woods. James right. Woods looking like I just I never thought about it until seeing this I was like James Woods <laughs> looks a lot like an old Max von Sydow. Right. <laughs> yeah, what a casting here, right? Yeah. Get them in there. <laughs> but the sound that comes out is is pure James Woods. So it's like it's it's like Hades playing Father Marin, which I right, love. Right, right. You know, um I don't know if he if he does accents James Woods, right? Cuz he just has that great voice. So why yes. would you ask him to try to do a Swedish accent cuz or even you know Father uh, Max von Sydow's kind of doing an English accent. Right. Or yeah. something. So like ask James Woods to do a, a, a Swedish English accent or something. No. Let him let him be James let him Woods. let him be Jimmy Woods. Yeah, that's all. Right, that's all you exactly. Need, right? Yeah. And speaking of casting, so the father Dyer part is played by Andy Richter. You know, the, yes. the Conan mm-hmm. O'Brien sidekick. I think he's um, surprisingly good here. You don't think of him as a father Dyer type? N- not not so much, but <laughs> but still like a really really good chemistry with him. Right. He's playing the straight man, or what they call now like the voice of reason. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So he's he's father Dyer at the piano, but then sort of stands in for father Kara. So you know yes. he, he's mostly just the eyes and ear reacting to the the silliness of. And we have Natasha Lyonne standing in for Reagan. Um, mm-hmm. She has quite an age range. I mean, she still looks like, you know, maybe not a 12-year-old, but she looks like a teenage uh, girl. Right, yes. <laughs> With that great voice. And my favorite casting in this is uh, one of my favorite actors, Veronica Cartwright, who's playing the Chris McNeil part. Yes. So, oh, my God, she yeah. does a really good job. Veronica yeah. Cartwright, you know Alien. Yes. Where she plays Lambert, my favorite Whoa, part in uh, Alien. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get out of there. Dallas, <laughs> right on top of you. Why right, don't we just draw it. straws or something? <laughs> right, exactly. Love her. But yeah. she is, uh, I don't know if you you know her full history there i mean so she was the little mm. girl in the birds <gasps> yeah so she she is a, a kind of a scream queen one of the unsung scream queens so the oh birds and she's like can we bring the lovebirds with them? they didn't do anything bad <laughs> and oh then we God. have uh, lambert and then she right. um she is the oh i don't want to spoil too much she's one of the uh characters in uh the invasion of the body snatchers remake that oh. we end up seeing a lot of the movie through her point of view and then when I was growing up, I was first exposed to her on the X-Files, where she was one of the recurring victims of the X-Files. Most of the X-Files was um, Mulder and Scully, and they would uh-huh. have occasionally like a recurring monster, a recurring villain, a recurring um, right. FBI agent. She was the only like recurring stream queen victim. Interesting. So, what do you think about her as Chris McNeil? Oh, I love her. I love mm-hmm. – I think we talked before in the show about how these parodies, like some of them uh, ignore the Chris McNeil character, right? And they just have a mom, right? Mm-hmm. So you have like 
a priest and a possessed girl. And like, sometimes you don't even have two priests. You just have like a priest and a possessed right. girl. And sometimes you have a mom, sometimes you have a mom and a dad. Right. Um, so I really, really appreciate it. I think the, like the mark of a good parody is when you have this attention to detail, even going so far as to get the character's mannerisms down. And mm-hmm. I think Veronica Cartwright does a really good parody of Chris McNeil, of, of hysterical Chris McNeil. <laughs> right. Again, kind of like we were talking about this, we were looking like, like um, our, our main memory of the exorcist, right? Not mm-hmm. the actual beat for beat thing that happens where we're, we, you, you and I are both surprised when we look minute by minute, how it's not all hysterical Chris McNeil. Right. How she doesn't always have the scarf around her head and, right. and is hiding. And, you know, uh, so they get all of those highlights here and she does it. She does it really well. Yeah. 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 It'd be the same thing, like like uh, uh, when if we watch Silence of the Lambs, mm-hmm. and he's not in the in the the weird stretcher thing with the with the half a hockey mask on his face. It's like, right. wait, he's not always just in that, like, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you know, it wouldn't be a scary movie movie if it didn't have this scatological humor. So, oh, you yes. know, we take the peeing, which I um I don't know. Even when I've seen it with with audience members, like the peeing doesn't normally get laughs in The Exorcist, but mm. in Scary Movie Two, of course, you know, it's a little bit of pee on the rug, and then mm-hmm. a little bit more pee on the rug, and then a <laughs> lot more pee on the rug, and it just keeps going and going and going until she's like uh, her feet are covered in it, and she's sort of you know squishing around in it. And Chris McNeil has to uh, take her daughter and um, uh, hit her on the head with the news paper like a dog (laughs) right so you know that at least comes from something of course there's um for whatever reason and even an an extended sequence where the father marin character plays by james wood has to be uh caught on the toilet (laughs) yes uh taking taking a poop and every scary movie uh scary movie one two three maybe also four there is an extended gag with somebody taking a poop on the toilet first so. oh so that's like an in joke that's like uh, yeah, or maybe they just like uh, poop jokes that's <laughs> scary movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah one of the kills in scary movie one is in a men's restroom uh, uh-huh. while someone's pooping and then we have this one and then in scary movie i think it's scary movie three carmen electra is the blind girl from the village uh-huh. and has mistaken the church for the bathroom and oh. uh, and their rule in the village is that they'd never correct the blind girl and embarrass her so they just sit there and let her poop in the in one of the pews oh my god well you know i guess you had to be there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure my description of it is uh <laughs> is mortifying i like how i like how in early 1970, <laughs> in early 1970, like mm-hmm. Blatty writes this thing about like desecrations, which I right. think actually it's it's not in the movie, but it is in the book. I think they mentioned like a mound of human excrement on the oh, mm-hmm. like on the altar. Um, oh. And and that's like like shock and 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 disgust. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe. And then we get scary movie. What? Uh, number three. Number three. And With by, Carmen Electra, yeah. By the time of scary movie number three, folks, <laughs> anything you see in The Exorcist is just is old hat. Yeah, that's very fair. But someone did describe that. One of my um, uh, female friends has described that as a recurring thing in the scary movie series of hot chick shitting. That that seemed to be like a, <laughs> a like of an early like two thousands comedy trope. Uh, for some reason, that was really big at the time. Wait a minute. Wasn't that in, wasn't that a gag in uh, uh, not another teen movie too? Oh yeah, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. So that just was that was just an early two thousands thing. Wow. <laughs> Great. Um. So one last thing before we move on from here. Yes. Um, oh ins- oh oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah yeah yeah. Go ahead. I just wanted to I just wanted to bring up like my absolute favorite gag in in this whole thing mm-hmm. is when when Reagan says your mother's in here with us <laughs> and I think it calls him Harris instead of mm-hmm. Harris right it's like your right. mother's in here with us Harris right and Andy Richter is just like mom will you get out of there and <laughs> out from under the covers 
Harris's mom, this sweet little old lady, is like, you never let me have any fun. And it's like, I'm working. And then she just walks out, right? She's and, in her like little nighty, like her yeah, little old lady nighty. And- like they were just like having a slumber party or whatever. And then and then Reagan with her arms still tied, she's just like waves. She's like, goodbye, Mrs. Harris. See you later, Mrs. Harris. I was like, oh my God, that's funny. Yeah, it's interesting in like, in like seven and a half minutes, we go through. So basically, if the exorcist started at the astronaut and uh, Jesuit Dean party, right. um, they take us through the whole arc. You know, not every scene, obviously, but mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. we get the the priest coming in. We get the really famous shot, the, uh, the, the recreation of the really famous shot where the cab comes up and, mm-hmm. and the priest comes in there. We get the head spinning. We get the pea soup. We get mm-hmm. we get uh, Chris, um, you know, hysterically crying. Mm-hmm. Um, we get everything. We get the power of Christ compels you. Yeah. Uh, so they go through the entire motions of the of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not what all of the different parodies will do. Right, right. So some parodies they kind of pick and choose, and usually, usually it's uh, kind of like uh, isolated to just the bed scene, right? right? Like just the just the famous exorcism scene, right? But right. we got a, we got a little bit uh, uh, more here, right? Which yeah. I always appreciate. Yes. So thanks for letting me share that nonsense to you. Again, one of my soft <laughs> spots is this this opening sequence from Scary Movie Two, and yeah. um, you know, again, I I have had to try to defend myself as a serious as a serious <laughs> filmmaker a film, serious film watcher or just a serious adult that like hey i like airplane and i like top secret and the naked gun and that is just something that i i don't know how to um square with the rest of my taste it's just something i love yeah hey everybody listening out there like what you like all right <laughs> Um, I do have to remember that as a as a uh, you know as a film teacher you know my mm-hmm. my opinion has a lot of sway even if I like can even if I say like hey my opinion is just an opinion I don't care like what you like like I have to be mm-hmm. cautious I've learned that like I had a student who recently like they can write their term paper on any movie their their mm-hmm. term papers on any movie break down the structure of this and one of the kids uh, sorry one of my students says mm-hmm. um, uh, can I do mine on Jurassic World Dominion and I said why not. Jurassic Park. <laughs> and, and and he was like, oh, 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 okay. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. Listen, you could do it on whatever. You could do it on anything, anything you want. You know, anything you want. I said, it'll be easier to write in Jurassic Park because there'll be other papers and stuff you can quote about Jurassic Park. But no, absolutely do do any movie you want to. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right. I know how to how to trigger Professor Keenan, guys. Here we go. Uh, Professor Keenan, can, can I do mine on uh, the the first movie of Halloween where uh-huh. Michael Myers is trying to kill his sister, Laurie Strode. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> I shot him six times, six times. <laughs> All right. Well, Lester, what, right. what, uh, what sketch do you want to point out? Oh, well, actually mine uh, happens to be an episode from a show that you might have heard about and you might remember um, if you were growing up uh, around the same time as I was. It's a little show called Dinosaurs by uh-huh. the Jim Henson gang. Um, it's a show about a family like The Simpsons or Family Guy. It's basically it's like it's like The Simpsons in the Stone Age. Well, I guess that would be the Flintstones. <laughs> So never mind. Um, it's it's like the Flintstones. <laughs> it's like it's like the Flintstones, except it's it's these big dinosaur puppets, right? This dino family, the Sinclairs, Sinclairs. which actually I didn't get the joke until re- like that's a that's a gas station. A, oh like, we, my god, I haven't gotten that joke, and they have the little dinosaur logo. They have a little Sinclair. dinosaur, right? It's oh fossil my god. fuel, you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh oh oh. Okay okay. I swear we're going to talk about the dinosaurs, but hang on, Keenan. Mm-hmm. You know, 
like plastic comes from oil and oil right. comes from dead dinosaurs. So uh -huh. your plastic dinosaurs are actually real dinosaurs. <laughs> You're playing with real dinosaurs. That's cool. I know. We I love, love plastic. Yes. We plastic love little plastic pieces of shit yes. that we buy and don't care mm -hmm. about and throw away. <laughs> for everybody, everybody listening in uh, 5023, <laughs> when all the water has been um, fused with uh, the overabundance of plastic and our AI overlords are forcing us to eat plastic eggs and plastic bacon and drink plastic coffee. Hail the plastic bagel. Hail the plastic bagel. Yes. Anyway. Um, but yes. So yeah, it, it's this dino family, the Sinclairs. Probably the most famous is baby Sinclair. Mm -hmm. I'm the baby. Gotta love me. Right. Mm -hmm. That's thing. That's, that's his um, Icarumba, I guess. Right. right? Mm -hmm. um, and this episode is about baby Sinclair Entering the Terrible Twos, which is apparently so terrible and so traumatic that the parents have blocked out the other two times that they had to go through this with their older kids. Oh, right, um, with Robbie and um, yeah. uh, Charlene. Uh, Charlene, yeah, Great. yeah. So like like the grandma asks, it's like, it's like, don't you remember what happened? And each of them tries to go through it. It's like, well, I was putting on the candles for Robbie's second birthday, and then he was three. <laughs> and so they completely forgot it because it was so horrible, right? <laughs> um, so in this episode, baby Sinclair turns to shenanigans and getting more and more uh, supernatural as they go. Um, he blows out the candles with this like, you know, horrible like a uh, windstorm, mm -hmm. uh, you know, coming from his mouth. They try doctors, they try a child psychologist, um, but the baby makes short work of all of them. And then the grandma suggests that they turn to the book right? The yellow pages. Mm -hmm. And it is there that they find the babysitter, right? And it's, it, it's in an ad that looks exactly like the famous cover of The Exorcist, right? <laughs> and that sort of transitions into our final act, right? It becomes uh, the still, you know, the, the picture becomes uh, real and the babysitter is right outside and he, he comes in and, and now we're at the final act, which is just a straight up parody of uh, the famous exorcism scene with mom and dad uh, and the babysitter trying to uh, <laughs> give the baby dinner and put him to bed right uh saying uh, stuff like the power of rice compels you right because like he wants dessert right but is you can't have dessert until you eat your dinner right it's like two vegetables oh very well balanced and here's some rice the power of rice compels you right and you know he he starts levitating and, and screaming for cookies and cake and uh like just like in the movie it's like the power of rice compels you the power of rice compels you right and he and he settles down back onto the bed right mm -hmm. and it all sort of goes south or, or southwest um, <laughs> when the baby or when the baby uh, babysitter suggests a timeout, right? And he says it in this way, you need a timeout, right? <laughs> and um, he tells mom and dad to leave the room and close the door. And it's that old gag. He's like, no matter what you hear, no matter what I say, no matter if I beg or I plead, right? Do not open this door, right? And of course, right? You hear him begging <laughs> and pleading for his life on the other side, right? Yeah, that's but eventually, the flip, we call it, right? Oh, God, yeah, I love it. Edit, yeah. Every single time that I, I do not, I do not, um, roll my eyes at that joke. I appreciate it every <laughs> single time. Every single time someone sets up that joke, I'm like, oh, here we go. Um, but yeah, uh, they eventually do go back in and we see that the baby has thrown the babysitter out the window, right? <laughs> so it's the classic, it's like the broken window, mm -hmm. it's, you know, with the curtains flying and everything like that. And, you know, they, they, Look out. And of course, because it's Jim Henson, it's, you know, it's for kids. Like he's, he's all right. He gets up and he's like, oh, oh I gotta go. I, I remember I, I have another appointment. Right. And he just runs off. Right. <laughs> um, 
But I love it because the baby says in the demon demon voice, it's like, he needed a timeout. <laughs> but yeah, so after the babysitter doesn't work, they think of one other thing. And I'm not going to tell you how mm-hmm. they resolve it. You'll have to watch it. Season four, episode seven, Terrible Twos. I'll put a link in the show notes and in the listener group. And if you haven't seen the show, you should definitely go out and see the other episodes too. I feel like this show flew under the radar for a lot of people. Uh-huh. Um, I, but it's such a great show. Like It's, it's a great it's, show. It was just so expensive. Criminally underrated. It was just yeah. so expensive that, I mean, because it, it's such an elaborate, I mean, it's, even if you just skim through some of uh, even on this you know YouTube link version, you could see like, whoa, there's a lot of stuff. That's a lot. There's a lot of expensive looking stuff. A lot of expensive looking and practical stuff, actual yeah. stuff that you can like touch and hold, right? Like right. no CG or anything like that. Yeah. Oh my god. And yeah. I love Sally Struthers as Charlene. She's a wonderful yes. voice actor. And then mm-hmm. Jessica Walter, you might know from Rest of Development um, mm-hmm. as the mother. Yeah. Yeah. No, all of them. All of them are are brilliant. Yeah. Really brilliant. Really. So we're not going to go through all of these. We're going to let our listeners uh, talk to us in our, our listener group, right? But the uh, I think we have to talk about the SNL. So do you want to talk yes. about both of them? Yeah, let's talk about both of them because I think I think they wrap uh, things up in a nice little bow mm-hmm. uh, for us. Um, but yeah, so uh, SNL actually did two parodies of The Exorcist that we know of. If if you if you uh, found another one in between these, uh, then let us know. Um, it would be but, really weird to think if they only did two out of you know forty years or whatever. Um, that's crazy to think yeah. about, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, in any case, our first parody that we could find um, is all the way back in 1975, um, and it was done. Um, with Richard Pryor as the host. Um, and then we also got like a, a, a Thalmas Rasulala. Yeah, um, I'm not and familiar with him. Not familiar. I'm wondering if he was, was he a regular on the show? We'll have to go back and check. Yeah, not that I'm um, aware of. And then the mother, uh, who is not quite Chris McNeil-ish, because she's only mm. in the beginning where, before we reveal that it's the Exorcist parody. Right. And yeah, that's Jane Curtin. And then we have our Reagan character, who's Lorraine Newman. So those two are, are definitely regulars. And this is the first season of SNL. Yeah, yeah. So this, this was when, yeah, Richard Pryor hosted like we said, first season. Um, and actually, the first thing I noticed, I mean, I know, Keenan, you mentioned uh, Scary Movie 2, where she pees on the rug, and that's like part of the gag. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the only other one that I can think of that makes a reference to the peeing on the rug, probably uh-huh. because the movie was still so fre- uh, fresh. Um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, because the movie was still current. No, no. Um, what I mean, what I mean was that it was so recent, right? It it's was not streaming yet. It was not streaming yet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> But no, it's interesting to see what parts Mm -hmm. um, keep coming back in the parodies versus what references sort of like fade into uh, like obscurity, right? And then sometimes those references make a comeback in Mm -hmm. later parodies, like with the peeing on the rug, right? But it's like the comedy writers collectively went, oh yeah, she did pee on the rug in that movie. (laughs) We never made a reference to it back in the day because we thought it was like too crude. But now South Park exists, so let's go back (laughs) and let's explore this, right? Yeah, so think about that in 1975 making a joke again you know singing in 1973 how shocking that was right the real exorcist in 1975 how how um you know out there uh, how blue that is right in terms of comedy um yeah and so i i've been thinking a lot about this so it's from season one so it's 1975 and so you know there there were other sketch shows around but snl hadn't existed yet right so like snl we when we think of sketches today we think of snl like it's it's, they're synonymous yes so like we had this movie from 73 that came out the movie was in theaters for quite some time but there wasn't like that that instant feedback right so there wasn't a sketch the next week the way that like uh on snl now the the week after megan the horror movie comes out there's a megan parody 
Right, right. right. So this is sort of pent up. And so, like I was saying, so it's the priest coming in and they talk to this mother, but we don't know it's an exorcist movie yet. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. as they, as we then see the Reagan character, Lorraine Newman, and we see the bedroom set, like the bed as you're talking about, right. and she's possessed, it flashes onto a, a, a title card, this is Exorcist 2, and the crowd goes crazy. Yes. Right. They're like, yes. <laughs> As if like we've had this pent up demand for an exorcist SNL skip because we, we didn't know what SNL was, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They go they go nuts to see that happening. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really is. Folks, folks, if you like go back and, and watch uh, the link that uh, we have provided, it really is like a damn has bro- – oh, Jesus right. Christ. Um, <laughs> like the no, floodgates have opened. You like the floodgates have opened. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I really – because because the movie came out in 73. Right. Right. And then this – this drops in 75 mm-hmm. and before that we could safely say that like no one has done a parody of the exorcist so this would be like the first time someone is uh you know adding levity to well, this well there is a little bit there is the um we're not like we'll give you a link to it. there is a carol burnett show one that is earlier than this oh that's oh but, but okay they don't call it the exorcist like they don't say this is an exorcist parody so so it's mm. just that carol burnett's um character has a niece who comes over and she starts exhibiting this behavior right but then this right. one is like directly the exorcist Yes, yes. So that one, the Carol Burnett one, will also include in the show notes. Um, I think they just call it "As the Stomach Turns." It's well, one of those like yeah. "As the Tide Turns," you know. They, so that one is a recurring sketch they had where um, every week or so they would have like like she's playing a soap opera character, like you're saying. Mm. So then this was like this was like years into this character. So mm. then they added, you know, that this character, her niece, comes over and she's she's the Reagan McNeil type, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but for this one, yeah. So this would be this would be at least that we know of um, the first like Exorcist parody. The it's Exorcist, like Exorcist, right? Yeah, and. What what a great opener for SNL, right? <laughs> to to take hold of the Exorcist franchise and 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 do this joke here. And they called right. it the Exorcist Two, two. <laughs> um, because the Exorcist Two had not come out yet. Right? <laughs> right. So they have the bed shaking. They have the curtains opening. Lorraine Newman is you know playing it straight as the possessed little girl, right? She she's tied to the bed and she she wants the priest to die. And she sometimes like um, you know is being uh, oh I need to come up with a different word for it because it's not seductive but like she's being like you know she's trying to coax them over to her side right and she's right like, like please help me whatever and she knocks Richard Pryor over the head with a, yes uh, <laughs> with the vase and everything <laughs> uh, so the joke seems to be beyond just like oh my god they're doing the Exorcist the joke seems to be that that Richard Pryor is this is a scaredy cat right yes uh, like this is this is really interesting because when I found this on YouTube. In the description, and you folks will be able to see it too when you click on the link, it says in all caps, like in this racially charged parody of The Exorcist. And I was like, oh my God, what are they going to do? And so I click on it and I watch it. And Richard Pryor is basically acting like, I mean, in, in my opinion, tell me if I'm wrong, Keenan, mm-hmm. he's acting like any of us would act <laughs> when confronted with a possessed girl. Uh-huh. Like he's act, he's what he reminded me of was the cowardly lion from wizard of oz right <laughs> like he's like he's like oh i don't know if i want to go in there right like and, right. and he's just like he's doing he's doing his beautiful richard pryor thing mm-hmm. where like he's glancing away he's like two steps behind like the lead priest right mm-hmm. and and just like all all of this like really funny richard pryor shtick mm-hmm. that he's that he's doing um he, he just like he he immediately nopes out of there right like right. there's like where's your faith father it's oh it's in the car mm-hmm. right <laughs> so so i think it is i wouldn't call it racially charged like racially mm. charged is like like there's some kind of you know 
debate or something right right, right. i think it, i think it, i think it is dependent on richard pryor's blackness like to some extent like that is his sort of persona right mm. i think part of the joke is like oh it's about um you know if i think part of the joke is like oh you know it's a white person horror movie and now we have a black person there and he's like no right like let, let me get out of this um but but certainly like e- even if that part is like okay that's what i would do in this situation and mm. and um uh you know it, it, that's the kind of thing we've talked about like that is made explicit in um in uh, jordan peele's nope right that, like black people's reaction to horror movies as opposed to white people's reaction to horror movie they would just say mm. nope um yeah. but but I mean, certainly nope. <laughs> certainly the second part of this where where, where the reagan character gets his goat richard Pryor's goat is by talking about his his mother Mm-hmm. I think that is I think that's explicitly African-American comedy like you don't talk about my mother that way and that's what gets him to freak out I see I see right uh, which again it's just like if a possessed little girl talked about my mother I would still do the same thing you know um, <laughs> no she's a saint listen yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, your mother's a saint <laughs> uh, but no that that's that's becomes basically the second half of, of the uh, the comedy part between them is is her making fun of his mother and him attacking her for it and then the second priest comes in and we replay that yeah right yeah so right. I think I think it is you know racial I would not call it racially charged <laughs> yeah like it's not gonna like, start discourse <laughs> right. like in the sense that it's playing up to the to the comedy stereotypes that have already been like established yeah. in in the day yeah i think it's dependent on on blackness but i, I think racially charged means something else so mm-hmm. they keep using that word and i don't think it means what they what they <laughs> think it means yeah <laughs> but you know the our second snl skit oh my which God. is now what this is just from like two it's episodes ago like literally two episodes ago folks yeah i think this one is i think this one you would agree is is about race yes okay yeah right, okay. um but oh my gosh, I love it so much. Uh, I absolutely, I absolutely adore this next one. So this one um, has uh, Jenna Ortega mm-hmm. uh, hosting, and uh, like, it, which is perfect because like her opening monologue, I checked that out as well. Um, just talks about like being a a child actor in horror movies, mm-hmm. right? Which is like, oh, that's so apt, right? And then right. Uh, she is uh, she is the Reagan character in this Exorcist parody, um, and in this one, you got you got the mother and the father, and you got uh, a lone priest who's like he, I guess he. He's like waiting for the exorcist to arrive. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Jenna Ortega, she's, she's on the bed and she's thrashing around and she's, you know, she's saying all these horrible things. Um, but then all of that, before the exorcist can arrive, all of that gets um, gets interrupted <laughs> when uh, when Mrs. Shaw comes in. <laughs> and she's played by Egan Odom, which is yeah. uh, pretty, this is pretty perfect. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's the, absolutely perfect. The basic premise of this is that there is a white person horror movie going downstairs. Uh-huh. But if Reagan and Chris live downstairs from a black lady who has a job and needs mm-hmm. to get her eight hours of sleep in the morning, <laughs> that the black lady is <laughs> going to come down and take care of this exorcism thing before, uh, before it gets yeah. too late so she can get her, her uh, night's rest. All right. And there's that running gag. It's like, shouldn't they be asleep? Right? Oh, God. That you just have to see. I, I don't know how to explain. Yeah. <laughs> that it, is so funny. But like um, every single character says it. Like, like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is really good. So, you know, Jenna Ortega is playing it straight, doing, you know, doing like, she's perfectly cast, right? You might cast oh, her yeah. as a, um, as a possessed little girl in a real horror mm. movie. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, uh, yeah, Edwin Odom comes in and she's got her curlers in and everything. And mm-hmm. it's really similar to, um, you know, to something that we have said on our show. <laughs> 
Keenan, so okay, so I, I I wanted to I wanted to ask you about that. Um, so yeah, like, no, no, I I love Mrs. Shaw. I actually mm-hmm. I actually thought um, that she was a, a recurring character, but I couldn't find any Not other sketches. Yet. You could see where she might be a recurring character. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, we need more. If she's not, then we need more because um, I want I want to see that. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah. Now, Keenan, this aired on March 11th of this year. Uh huh. Our episode where we talk about our favorite nurse coming in with and fixing – yeah, With the coffee filter on her head, right? The the, the first nurse that Reagan sees right. in the movie The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. That episode where we where we joke about how like if she was in charge, she would she would solve everything. Right. And get, that, get home in time to have dinner that her husband's made for her. That her husband has made for her, yes. <laughs> that episode that we made mm-hmm. dropped on January 17th of this year. Oh, wow. That's, that's quite a coincidence. <laughs> I'm just saying, is this is this causation or is this correlation? Right. I would love it if anyone from SNL, which I adore, and mm-hmm. or Ego Nuodum, who I adore, if they had heard if her Ego Nuodum herself had yes, listened to this, and, and heard we would that, be so honored. Yeah, but but I don't think so. Because if you remember back, what, we, what I said was that this reminds me of an SNL skit starring Ego Nuodum, which was called A Teacher. So there was this movie about um, Kate Mara as a young um, a high school teacher who has affair, an affair with one of her students and then in uh, that was a real mini series that existed and then in um on SNL, they did a skit where um, where uh, where the teacher is now Egonotum as a black mm. lady with a job who doesn't yes. have time for this, and she's like, "What we're what are you going to do? You know, the little white boy, you're trying to have an affair with me?" And she's like, "No, absolutely not. Like, where are you going to take <laughs> me on your bike? Like, you want me to risk my job and my health benefits to have this affair with you?" So, to be fair, <laughs> this Exorcist skit is sort of a, a branch off of what they've already done. Like, what if we put, uh, you know, a modern, no nonsense, uh, co- hyper competent black lady into this mm-hmm. movie situation and and they you know it would not exist in a black movie it would only exist in a right. person movie so i would love it if they ripped us off uh if they're getting any notes from us but i i don't think so i think we were ripping them off yes yeah i was just gonna say so what you're saying keenan is that we rip them off yes yeah, okay <laughs> i'm fine with it they could rip us off yeah you know go ahead yeah well we, we only rip off from the best folks so yeah i i actually saw that sketch after you had mentioned it oh keenan. the teacher um, a teacher the teacher oh my god so that's so funny, funny. ego no is uh, I, I, yeah. now i I just want to go and watch all of her sketches. Right. It's and then brilliant. the print and then another teacher, the principal or somebody comes in and, and right? she's having she's having an affair with the kid and then and, oh and then the egg is like, What? You crazy, you're crazy, white lady. He's like, what do you see in this little uh, twerp, you know? <laughs> Exactly. So this exorcist skit is is like that, but it also has the addition of Keenan Thompson, you know, one of the greatest oh, Thompson, as Mr. Yeah. Shaw who comes in and, and she's telling him how to, you know, um, like our nurse with the coffee filter, like including the husband in on it to tell him how to fix this as well. And and we have great Keenan Thompson reaction shots. You know, he's the best at that. Right. And we've talked about that before on, mm-hmm. on this show is like just Keenan reacts. I love it. Right. Exactly. So, you know, uh, yeah. So check that one out. I think it is one of the best sketches uh, recently, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad they found a part, you know, maybe a recurring part for Egg and Wodum. She's really strong. They've had trouble. Yes in the generations of actors before figuring out what to do with, um, you know, skits for black women, sketches for mm. black women. Um, so when it wasn't Leslie Jones, who just has this, you know, outstanding, you know, out crazy personality to begin with, they, they've had yeah. trouble figuring out what to do with that. So mm. um, there was an actor on SNL before named Zasir Zameda, who I think is wonderful, and they never mm. quite found, you know, uh, what to do with her. So at least they found it with Edgar Nordum. Yeah, yes. More SNL, Lorne Michaels, Lorne Michaels, if you're if you're listening, more Edgar Nordum. Is, 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 he's still alive, <laughs> He's right? still around, yeah. Okay. If you're still listening, if you can still hear um, more Ego Nuodum, please, please. I'll consider, I'll take it under advisement. 
Kiss. We'll see. That's his Lord. Let go, my shoe. That's all I remember. <laughs> Oh well, uh, well, uh, Mike Myers doing uh, Doctor Evil is his Lorne Michaels impression. I was just gonna say, I was gonna say he sounds like Doctor Evil. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes. Mike Myers has Michael Myers has admitted that. No, wait, Mike Myers. Mike. Oh <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Not the Halloween guy, but Not my, the um, Halloween Mike guy. Myers has admitted. Yeah, that Doctor Evil is his um, is his Lorne Michaels impression. Right. Right. All right, folks, and it is time for our main event here. Um, yes, we are talking about Repossessed starring Linda Blair. Right. We don't have Linda Blair in the studio with us. That would be that would be awesome, but uh Linda Blair, Linda Blair, if you're listening, um more ego no autumn please. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've talked about repossessed a little bit, and we were kind of mm. dreading thinking about it in terms of the context of The Exorcist because it, mm. um, it it has a really bad reputation. But we we rewatched it, and what did mm-hmm. you think about it? Uh, getting ready for this, you're absolutely right, Keenan. It has like I don't know, I don't even know what you would call it. It has like anti hype, <laughs> right? Right? It's like it's like you mention repossessed, and everyone's everyone like who is a fan of The Exorcist is like oh, oh repossessed, mm. you know, and right. then they spit pea soup, um, <laughs> but. I will say, watching it again for this show, it started out pretty strong, and I was excited. I was like, oh, oh, we're going to get into like a airplane-esque, yes. Mel Brooksy type of movie. Right off the bat, we, we got some fart jokes, right? That seems to be the order of the day here, right? <laughs> um, we got a, a little bit of a preview, and we're treated to this like – I don't know, like like this this Rita Repulsa um, voice that that Linda Blair is doing, right? right? And then we got Leslie Nielsen falling down the stairs, mm-hmm. which I liked, and then he falls down for like way too long, and it, <laughs> it, that's it's the same flavor as uh, Scary Movie with you know the the pee going on for too long, and I was like, okay, this mm-hmm. is like like this is my kind of comedy, I like this, mm-hmm. right? And then we open with this like stock footage of, you know, University of Chicago uh, 17 years later, right? It, I like that, you know, it's constantly winking at It us. is very funny. So it's the University of California, Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, and then it just, it just, it just fills up with jokes. It's so incredibly funny, um, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. all over the place funny. And it is like an airplane. Like every half second is a joke. Yes, exactly. Um, I, I think overall, I'm agreeing with you. Like the, the it, it starts off rather promisingly. And this is a Leslie Nielsen movie. And it feels like a Leslie Nielsen movie um he's taking attendance and he's like you know da, 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 here da, 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 here mormon tabernacle choir it's like that's that's brilliant <laughs> yeah. yeah really really funny stuff so it was not as embarrassing necessarily as i thought although the mm. second part of the movie um does start to drag when, when we get into plot it's really strange when we're just sort of like hey this is this movie is an excuse to tell joke after joke after joke after joke it works mm-hmm. and then they they try they take the exorcist part a little too seriously for me that's the yeah i, I would even say like before that like as soon as they get to the gym as soon as father may i that's his, that's uh, leslie nielsen's character's name is father <laughs> may father I. right right um he like he he goes to the gym to kind of like i don't know uh, to 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 train for his his battle with the devil and it's the devil in this one right it's not that's we don't right. got pazuzu yeah, we don't got captain howdy or devil, anything like that. devil himself yeah it's just the devil yeah um but yeah and as soon as he gets to the gym that's when like the movie kind of lost me a little bit um the we got some like like uh, sexist jokes. We got some homophobic jokes, right? Um, those jokes were like kind of hard to watch. Like even even for a, or a kid who grew up in the eighties, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it is strange. So it does it does lose its way. Um, we get like sort of a training montage where where the Disney character is getting back into training because mm-hmm. Linda Blair's character, um, who he had uh, had 
exercise when she was a child has now been repossessed. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it gets into some some parts where we're we're really on plot that I, I don't find necessarily very funny. And you you are mm. very you are very right. Like it's a PG thirteen movie from nineteen ninety that has um, at least uh, three nude scenes in it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. It's it's, it's kind of shocking that they got away with that. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. But what do you think about Linda Blair in it? Because the way that I remember it, you know, because I saw this movie when I was a kid mm. before I saw the exorcist and didn't quite get yeah. it i thought it was kind of gross and then and then you hear like this movie is like oh an example of uh oh poor linda blair right she had um she had the exorcist they never could find something for her she made right. a couple of movies including this bob logan movie that's sort of a romantic comedy drama mm-hmm. um uh, she got the o- oscar stolen from her yeah, during exactly. the exorcist mm-hmm. filming yeah and then you know she had to she's forced to make movies like repossessed which is her parodying the reagan mcneil role and parodying her right. most famous thing um you know, and, and that's sort of an embarrassing um, uh, concept, right? Yeah. So what, yeah. what do you think about her in the movie? Honestly, um, like from the first time I saw her on the screen, mm-hmm. she is having so much fun. Oh, I'm glad. You, I agree. I agree. Yes. <laughs> and, and I really appreciate that from, I mean, and just like you, Keenan, I saw this movie before I saw The uh, Exorcist. That's crazy. That's um, funny. <laughs> it's like, and that's, that's one of those things. It's like I saw Spaceballs before I saw Star Wars, right? <laughs> I saw Men in Tights before I saw Prince of Thieves, right? So like it, it was just, it was just par for the course for me. Um, um, and so I knew that it was parroting The Exorcist, mm-hmm. and I think I think I also knew that it was starring the girl, like grown up, uh, yes. who who was in the original. Somehow like, I, knew I knew that, that too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without having seen The Exorcist, right? And because of that, like you know, I remember sitting down watching this as a kid and like appreciating, oh, this is this is what an actor does, mm-hmm. like having Linda Blair kind of poking fun at this character that she played in the scariest movie ever made was even though I hadn't seen it, like it just kind of like warmed my heart. Um, Yeah. Like even, even like the, the moment we see her, right. So she's, what is it? Like she's, she's making dinner for her family. So, so apparently, uh, you know, the girl from the exorcist has now grown up. Um, but it's a different, it's, it's Nancy Aglet. It's not, uh, Reagan. Instead of of Reagan, it's Nancy because it's Nancy Mm -hmm. Reagan. Right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, think in 1990s terms. Here. Now <laughs> I got it right. And aglet, like the uh, like the thing, like, like the we, thing we had on our the shoes like, on the shoes, uh, right? We had, a, we had a quiz about that. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. oh. um, <laughs> did we write this movie? Oh yeah, maybe. But yeah, we we open with her, and she's like, she's got her back to us, and you know, she's about to serve dinner. And she's like, it's your favorite split pea soup, mm-hmm. right? And that's the big reveal that it's like, hey, it's Linda Blair, and the music comes on, and it's like, darn, 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 right? Yeah, I and, I have a. Um, so don't steal this SNL. <laughs> okay, I have a term that I that I have coined that it, you know I, I need to spend time and be a real academic and write this down into an article, you know, and publish it and get some credit for it. But but I call this the movie star reveal, and this mm. is a, a a sort of impulse that uh, that certain movies have. Like when you have the movie star, we sort of mm. deny you the movie star a little bit. Yeah, and this would be common in like if you know I don't know like Casablanca, like we're waiting for Humphrey Bogart. Everyone's talking about oh where's Rick? Where's Rick? Where's Rick? And and we mm. have like whole scenes where we're like leading up into seeing him, and then we deny you his face, and we deny you his face, and then we reveal it. Yeah. So we're doing something very, very similar here because, like, yeah, we want to see Linda Blair. Like, yeah. Leslie we know Nielsen. she's there. We saw her in the credits. Right. We saw her, like, they even they even stylized her credits with a little devil tail. Yeah, we know. exactly. So, like, Leslie Nielsen is a bigger star, 
But the reason we're watching this is to see Linda Blair, right? Right. And so this we is haven't, we haven't yeah. seen her since 1973. We don't know what she looks like. And she turns around. It's this reveal, right? And the movie, the, the, the camera's kind of cheeky about it. Yes, yes. And it doesn't even give us time to kind of like fully appreciate that, mm-hmm. right? As a good comedy, you know, uh, shouldn't, right? Like mm-hmm. it's just like we, we can't catch our breath because we have the music. It's like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then she notices the music, which I love. <laughs> like that's <laughs> – yeah, more of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Right. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, like that's the the kind of jokes that I that I really really appreciated. Like in this in this like beginning part, right? Um, her noticing the music, and then they have um, they even have like is that a, is that a, also a parody of Poltergeist? I guess because she gets possessed uh-huh. through the I TV, so, right? right? Um, and then. <laughs> And then her bed is shaking and it's actually just the, um, what is that? Like, like the, the, she's turned on the magic fingers. Yeah. The magic fingers. Like, oh, like, this damn control. <laughs> but she, you know, like, like Linda Blair, like what do what do the kids say now? Like Linda Blair understood the assignment, right? right? Uh-huh. Like whatever you want to say about this movie, Linda Blair knows what kind of movie she's yes. making and she is, she is going, what would you say? Full bore on it. Right. right? I, I, I was very surprised by that. Like, so maybe this is embarrassing in a larger context. There's kind of some kind of blemish against her. Um, mm. But when you watch the film, she is not the problem at all no if anything they should be trusting her with more of the joke yes um more it's really weird more leslie nielsen more linda blair um Mm -hmm. and it's weird when they give they give way too much to um you know to some of the other characters like the guy who's playing the father karis character who just right um whose whose name is what was it what was it It was like uh tony it was it's tony stark it's literally tony it's (laughs) anthony stark yeah it is anthony stark you know nothing sorry against him but you know like like linda blair and leslie nielsen can handle all this and and then the couple ned Beatty um and the other lady who are playing Mm -hmm, the um mm -hmm. the uh uh, Tammy, like the ev- oh. evangelist, like like huckster. Yeah, Tammy Faye. I can't remember Tammy Faye's husband. Oh, Jim Jim Baker. So Tammy Faye Baker yeah, and yeah, Tim. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're doing it. They're nailing it. And there's just so much other stuff that's like not that. Um, and so Linda Blair, yeah, is walks away from this. I think unscathed. Like, so if you right. if you had seen this movie, if anyone out there, any of our listeners, have seen it, maybe in 1990 as a curiosity thing, or we're like, uh, um, you know, maybe as part of your exercise studies, as we're looking at this, like looking into this, I think that she walks away perfectly fine yeah yeah she went in there she did them a favor um like raised the movie up exponentially right and then and then she peaced out yeah and bob logan that director yeah who who had given you know given her a chance i suppose and giving her Mm -hmm. a lead role in up your alley um this rom-com drama with murray langston who is you know who murray langston is oh no he's in our movie here as a cameo he's the unknown comic so you've seen him Ah, with the Peter yeah. bag on his head. So mm-hmm, it's a little mm-hmm. weird here. Here's a cameo by Murray Langston, a guy whose face you've never seen. Right. <laughs> yeah, like so Bob, you know, Bob Logan, who I, you know, sometimes gets what a spoof movie is, sometimes doesn't seem to really understand what a spoof movie is. Like mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. had this movie where he was giving these two actors a chance to be leads, right? The unknown mm-hmm. comic and Linda Blair in a rom-com. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, they came back and did him some favors here. Um, yeah. Yeah, some funny jokes and then big stretches where, you know, I'm just not laughing, which is rare for me even in a spoof movie. Um, yeah, so right. this is probably the my least favorite Leslie Nielsen movie I've ever seen. Mm. But I think Linda Blair and Leslie Nielsen are still very good. <laughs> so it's kind of mixed bag for me. My second favorite Linda Blair movie, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> but no, no, she like she did she did such an amazing job in this. Um like because she understood the assignment. She knew that it was um, you know, like a silly comedy, a yeah. silly Leslie Nielsen comedy. Right. She knew better that this was a silly Leslie Nielsen comedy than Leslie Nielsen did. <laughs> you know, it, and then it's weird. So the second half of it, when she's getting possessed, there's some interesting mm-hmm. things to look at from a like exorcist study standpoint, where mm-hmm. where instead of the gradual Dick Smith makeup, right, that takes that seriously, this is much, it, it looks like it's much easier for her.
hard to deal with because it's just sort of a green immediately, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it, it, you know, it kind of looks like makeup. I'm sure, I'm sure it's not as, as, um, as drudgerous to put this on as when she was right. in the real, <laughs> the real Dick Smith uh, makeup chair. Um, mm-hmm. And then also, you know, this version, you know, when, when she is possessed by the demon, the devil and it's not uh-huh. Zuzu, et cetera, um, they, they're trying they get off track a little bit. They they forget the mm. assignment because what they're what they're really doing is a Beetlejuice knockoff. Yeah, it yeah. does get a little bit Beetlejuicey. <laughs> Beetlejuice-y. <laughs> yeah, um, she's the wisecracking one, and and you know she's zany and kind of a cartoon character, which mm-hmm. I get. I mean, yeah, it's a spoof movie, etc. But like like yeah, they're they're kind of copying Beetlejuice's shtick. Mm. Which again, Keenan, I think mm-hmm. I I think I have mentioned that um, our Captain Howdy in the book mm-hmm. by Blatty uh, is a little bit more on the Beetlejuice end of the spectrum. <laughs> wait, wait, but do you think that Bob Logan is going back to the text of The Exorcist? No, I am not saying that at all. No, 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 no. <laughs> The hit movie from two years before. <laughs> no, I am absolutely saying that Bob Logan is ripping off of Beetlejuice. I'm not, I am not suggesting that Bob Logan is like, hang on, let me look at this literature. No, 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 no. <laughs> right. Um, you know, but, you know, if they had admitted what they were doing in that respect, and so, you know, in, in some, like, Leslie Nielsen movies, like, wrongfully accused, which is, a, I'm sure you'll watch that and be like, this is one of Keenan's favorite movies. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize now. <laughs> Um, but like wrongfully accused, it's the fugitive. Like what you like, folks. Like what you like. <laughs> like it's the fugitive, but it's also um, it's also the usual suspects. It's all you know. It's it's a, it's also Thelma. All these combinations, right? Like they, if they mm-hmm. leaned into that and like put Linda Blair, you know, sometimes she's the Pazuzu monster, and sometimes she's mm-hmm. in stripes like Beetlejuice. You know, just admit what we're doing. Then maybe those jokes would work a little bit better. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe comedy plus The Exorcist just equals Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah, maybe that. Could but be then better. then you have the movie Beetlejuice, yeah, which you can't exactly. compete with. So yeah, right. You already. Are laughing yeah parodying a comedy is not i would not recommend that right no no no, no, no. don't do <laughs> yeah so again a mixed bag for me i'm really really glad that we took the time to rewatch repossessed and um yeah and take a look at that and just say uh my love for linda blair has um only increased i think by watching it mm-hmm. i fell in love with the exorcist franchise because of this mm-hmm. just watching it as a kid and having I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's something, it's something about like kid psychology when, when like you're scared of a movie, but somebody from the movie kind of like says, Hey, it's okay. We're going to make some jokes. And like, like it's all make believe. And it's like, same thing as I was talking about, like the Mr. Rogers thing with Margaret Hamilton, right? This is basically Linda Blair doing that. Right. right? Margaret Hamilton is like, you don't have to be afraid of the wicked witch of the West because she's not here. mm -hmm. I killed her and I (laughs) ate her flesh. (laughs) Bitch been dead since 39. (laughs) Yeah. Now, if Linda Blair had just said that, (laughs) Oscars all the way. I mean, you know. But yeah, so no, this this actually made me want to go watch The Exorcist, and I'm so glad I did after that. Yeah. Um, I was okay. I just, I just, I can't, I can't go past this without talking about literally my favorite joke in the whole thing. Oh, okay. Um, my fa- my absolute favorite joke is uh, when Linda Blair, uh, this is like early on in the movie, this is before she's possessed. Mm-hmm. Repossessed. Uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> repossessed, yes. But yeah, it's when she's uh, um, driving to the hospital and uh, we get to this parking lot and this, this couple is in this car and they have driven over the uh, severe tire damage <laughs> spikes, right? right? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like warning tire damage. And, yeah, do not uh, back up tire damage. Yeah, do not back up tire damage. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think it's the girl. She, she's like, oh, we forgot something. We have to go back. And so the guy backs up and immediately is like, oh, I know what's going to happen. But guess what, guys? It doesn't because tires fall from the fucking sky. <laughs> Just a bunch of tires fall from the fucking sky. <laughs> that's the kind of thing. I, that's what I go to the movie. I was like, this is, 
I remember like rewatching this for the show. It's like, I have made a good decision. <laughs> I am going to like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say. Like, like, I, I love this movie. Yeah. And then also in that, in that part, so then she parks next to a handicap stall and it has a little sign yes. with a little handicapped uh, logo. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you see the handicap stalls and they have, they have little statues of, of the of handicap, handicap logo. So the handicap logo is parking there. <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the that's the stuff I signed up for. That's right. what I want. And that was right? probably cutting edge then because like the ADA had just been passed and it was like, you know, people were yeah. it was that was like that was like fresh, fresh humor. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then she goes into the hospital and what is it like like the doctor is like, well, well, uh perhaps I've I've uh, I've just got a few cases of the flu coming. <laughs> and what was and then, and then like this guy, this delivery guy behind, he comes by with like a bunch of cases of the flu. Yeah, like oh, boxes God. with the flu label on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's more, that's more, all more, I more. Yeah, exactly. That's all I want in one of these movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, Just like give me more of that. Yeah, like like Reagan's Reagan's plan or the devil's plan to to mm-hmm. um to possess Nancy and then uh, get her in front of TV cameras in order to affect the world. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Like who cares? Yeah, who, right, whatever. Right, yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know like what what was the actual plan? That was it. That was the plan. It was to was to trick the the Tammy Faye and Jim Baker couple into getting her on the air and then and then um, And doing what? Uh infecting everyone through the TV, I think. So it's Gremlins. <laughs> Gremlins 2, I think, right? Gremlins 2. <laughs> Re-Gremlins. <laughs> so that okay, that's what I was I liked it until I found out that I was wrong about the plan. Oh, okay. Like I thought, so so she gets rid of the 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 hucksters, right? right. Like the the, the TV event, yeah. yeah, Tammy Faye and all that, and and she's like, okay, now that they're gone, we can get a little bit more intimate, mm-hmm. right? And she, with her powers, she moves the camera closer. And what I was thinking was, oh, this is the like the villain monologue speaking mm-hmm. to the world, right. right? Like it's like all of you think that you're so pious and good, but really, right? And yeah. then we're gonna have like like uh, uh, cuts of people from different countries watching this, and they're gonna be like, oh my god, she's right and and like just like this the the devil saying something profound about like how you know pitiful humans are but she was just gonna possess all of them hey man (laughs) (laughs) i don't know but uh you know so yeah some funny jokes that i'll remember and then and Mm -hmm, then a lot mm -hmm. of it i'll try to forget and uh but yeah not as embarrassing as it could have been and uh, no yeah i'm really glad that we did that for an april fool's uh episode yeah and Linda Blair, like, like the, like best part of the movie, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, and, the, and those really, really dumb jokes in the beginning. I like those. Yeah. So Keenan, um, for exorcist fans, would you recommend they see this movie for exorcist fans? Yes. Mm. If you're going to be a completist, right. And you want to know everything you can about the exorcist, like we're trying to do on this podcast and mm. yeah, we're going to force ourselves to watch exorcist two and three and the, um, mm-hmm. the TV show and the reboots mm-hmm. and the requels and the, the uh. <laughs> Yeah, I would I would recommend. I think it is it is it is part of the entirety of the Exorcist. Yeah, I think you should watch yes. it. Yes. Um, now, if you're trying to watch a good movie, like a good Leslie Nielsen movie, uh, yeah, come at me. I'll uh, I'll have five or six or seven <laughs> uh, other recommendations. Like Dracula, didn't loving it. Take a look. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yes, folks. Yeah, we're we're gonna um, we're gonna try to catch every little bit of uh, of Exorcist uh, franchise, and we will be talking about it on this show. Um, I don't know if we're gonna do like a, a, a minute by minute of the other ones, but we'll definitely like they will be they will be episodes within this show. Mm-hmm. To talk about, yeah, definitely, and yeah, folks, that is all of my notes. Uh, we also want to be sure to thank our good friend Ian Hinden for all of his help on uh, this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Keenan, 
You got anything else? No, I think we got it. All right, folks. This has been another excellent and very silly Exorcist Minute. I've been Lester Ryan Clark. You can catch me on all the socials as Lester Ryan Clark. And I've been Keenan Dees, and you can find me on Letterboxd and Instagram as Howdy Keenan. Yeah, and we got our listener group, Compelling Conversations. Uh, Compelling Conversations. Go check that out and request to join, and we'll let you in here with us. Uh, thank you so much to everybody who has shared the show by word of mouth or on social media. And a big thank you to everyone who has given us a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to our show. Uh, We really, really appreciate it. That's going to help our little podcast to grow and find more cool people like you. All right, Keenan, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think I am, Lester. Folks, until next time, the The power power of of Ego Ego Nuotum compels you. you.